0: New story arc, let's see if Calm Waters makes for smooth sailing on this episode of The Hapless Heroes.
1: As a response to this challenge, I blow a dexterity bubble.
2: And welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. I'm Francesco, and always oh, it's so good to be back in the DM seat this evening. Joining me, as always, are a wonderful cast of characters. I'm gonna introduce them starting on my virtual, let's say right this time, with John as Lord Jarell the Light.
3: It it still hurts.
2: <laughs> Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer.
0: Well, uh, thanks for the evac,
4: but uh, what if my audience needs an encore?
0: Mike as
2: Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind.
4: What a delicious drink of nourishment.
2: Dave as Omega Project Prototype
5: Zero. For as good as it feels for Fran to be in the chair, it feels just that good for me to be out of said hot seat.
2: And joining us tonight, a very special guest, we have Nicole. Nicole, who are you playing tonight?
1: Hey guys, it's Boris. How's it
2: going? That's right, folks. Boris the Butcher making a return. We'll get to Boris a little bit later. For now, when we last left our party, y'all were on an airship with about 200 students from the Lighthouse of Legradex that you rescued from the clutches of some strange soul-filled automata controlled by the one and only Ebenezer himself, the man responsible for the foul upheaval hundred and sixty years ago, big bad dude, that you're that seems was seemed very interested in what was beneath or inside this in this school slash lighthouse. We think we believe that Quinn had discovered that secret, uh, in that there was some sort of magical liquid being contained in there that would give you mastery of the sea. It was something, a a closely guarded family secret of the South Winds themselves. As we know, Quinn's sister, Tessa, is one of the sea lords and runs the um, kingdom of the sea lords. And, you know, that's based out of Ardwall on this little island here. And we'll have to see what effects that will have. I think his stomach is still processing what he just imbibed. We have Zero, obviously piloting the airship, trying to get us out of immediate danger because these automata have been trying to leap from the top of this tower and onto the airship as you make your escape. You've already, you know, we already had kicked one off because Jed Dim, is it valoriously, like with valor, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Sounds great. I speak English, folks. Don't worry. It is my first language. Um, but valoriously tackled it off of the airship and plummeted to the ground and presumably died, but at the same time you, the audience, have seen Jet Dim die once before Uh, his body was carried back aboard the airship and there is a uh, small silent service uh, happening below decks to honor the life of uh, first mate Jet Dim
0: we're having a ceremony for the
2: remembrance of Jed Dim. Yeah, it's like a silent ceremony. I mean, in that, like, okay, when the um, mayhem machine was brought back aboard the airship, um, you know, Tabi brought Jed's lifeless body out. And, uh, you know, some of the crew members have just kind of gathered around and are saluting, you know, the brave and angry Jed Dim. However, above decks, there's also quite a bit of commotion happening as everyone is furiously working to get the airship moving as quickly as possible. There is definitely a noticeable dip in altitude as you guys are carrying more weight in people than you ever have before on this thing. Not to toot my own horn, but Felix had a good idea to shove about 50 students as many of the ScaBA apparatus we had <laughs> to have them breathe in the holds of holding. Um, to help reduce some of the weight, but it's still sagging quite a bit. Um, so the, the airship is definitely being pushed to its, I mean, absolute limits right now. Um, you know, and we're kind of getting a little, we're teetering on the edge of losing enough altitude that we're going to be trying to sail this thing soon enough. You're probably, okay. You guys are currently, I would say, probably about fifty miles from shore. Or no, I know I say more like. Let me hold. On, let me let me pull up the map. Just make sure that I have my
0: distances right. Yeah, I'm trying to figure. I think I know what peninsula it is. We were on an island off the end of that peninsula.
2: Yeah, so it's an island in the Blood Bay, right? Just to the so it's like it's it's north by northeast of Ardwall itself, which is at the southern end of the you know this Isle of the Sea Lords. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were just to kind of guesstimate a distance, you guys aren't super far from shore. You can you can kind of see it um, just from you know being airborne. Um, but you're losing altitude rapidly so you, you know it's it's, it's it's coming up quick and unfortunately you're, you're actually now trying to maybe hopefully prepare for a water landing if anything because you are still many miles away from Ardwall itself um,
3: the Is there, south there any way, wind, way we can drop people off? Yeah on the south wind Yeah.
2: Well the south wind itself is actually providing covering fire for your escape as some of the ghost ships that had emerged ghost from the Ghost ships? Water outside of the um, lighthouse uh, are, you know, putting up a good fight. However, the South Wind is this mighty vessel with, I mean, just dozens of cannons on either side, and it, they are ripping these ships to shreds. Um, but, you know, there's that sort of cacophony of cannon fire below. It seems as though the, the fleet itself, um, you know, the, the, defend, the defense fleet itself is a bit occupied at sea. You guys are going to be probably flying solo to get back, while they provide your cover for escape.
0: Can I assume that any loose articles and stuff are like cleaned up off? Because I would I would think we want to maximize the holds of holding, so most things are kept in there unless necessary.
2: I think I, based on who can you know, who is in charge of equipping this ship, which was the Omega Project, right? Um, everything is very securely fastened inside the holds themselves and organized so as not to just have things flying around in flight also technically the hold is an extra-dimensional space so it both exists in the airship and doesn't exist in the airship at the same time so it may not inside obey the same laws of inertia and physics as it would if you were standing outside the hold on the airship
0: and that's what i assumed that there were several doors and one of them was an extra men- extra-dimensional hold of holding and we don't have like loose materials loose crates loose equipment any of that hanging around top side like, i all mean compacted. i mean
2: the kitchens might be a
5: mess right now
0: okay whatever. about
5: to say well the kitchens were already a mess
0: right
2: so i, I I'm, not sure, I'm not sure you would, i'm not sure if you so i'm not really sure if you would know the difference honestly um, I mean, the students, some of them are having a little bit of air sickness as this is probably the first time many of them have been f- on a flying ship.
5: Yeah, give them a minute.
2: <laughs> um, but some of the crew are coming around with just like barf bags and things like that to kind of keep them situated. This is the most amount of people you've ever had on this airship though. I mean, like your crew is a tenth of this size. So it's getting, it's it's a little packed. Below decks.
0: Uh, Captain, we're getting a little heavy for our britches here. Uh, What's our next course? I mean, are we just going to crash the waters and do this the old-fashioned way? (laughs) That seems a little brash, Captain. (laughs) I think you're a
5: little out of line. Okay. (laughs) The world's greatest airship pilot is not waiting for this to resolve, because the world's greatest airship pilot knows that um we got to get out of this stall so
2: yeah uh the question was posed quinn i guess what what are you giving any orders are you just trusting the quote-unquote
4: world's greatest airship pilot according to his mug uh zero um i feel like zero has held his own for this entire time uh so I am going to let him do his thing, and if he makes a decision that I disagree with, we'll see what happens. He's only killed by I am not really asking anyone. <laughs> he also has I'm... guns attached to his body, so I'm not really all that about, you know, fighting with him right now. Fair. Uh, I'm so... questioning
3: if uh, Quinn even knows how to pilot the airship, <laughs> because I don't believe he ever has. No, he really just has to be a captain. He doesn't knows... have to be a pilot. <laughs> yeah does he know what I know? Know what do? I know,
4: and
3: you don't know <laughs> what you, do. you don't know,
4: now. right? Uh huh.
5: Good lord. All right. Okay.
4: That is so, my that is my title. Yes. Me
5: too. All
4: right.
5: So zero's plan here, if it has come to zero, yes. and well, even if it isn't, is um. So he's got the. You know, big oversized ship wheel in, in his right hand and in his left he's got the mug of the boss filled with a nice steaming 5w30 something nice and light <laughs> and he proceeds to like the fox at the end of early man show episodes just in one smooth motion chug the entirety of the mug plunk it down on the uh, console next to him and immediately start the airship into a almost vertical dive oh
2: my god uh every well everybody went out of a stall here everybody grab on to something
0: no nobody cool. yeah i I, right. I, am, I am grabbing on <laughs> We don't have to let it get too
5: low. I only need to clip about a hundred feet or so of uh, air to get the speed I need. But once we do that, then we're going to pull it back up to level and see what kind of uh, altitude we can coast out with. Sure,
2: give me a uh, give me a check. Let's see. We're going to use your dexterity, and it's going to be a disadvantage, seeing as how.
5: Yeah, there
6: yes. there are innocent Wait, civilians. Do actually... So yeah, let's well, no do no this. no, because
2: like you're not you're not trying to avoid hitting any of them. So actually, no, just make me a regular check.
5: Alright, a regular, uh, just a dex check or a dex save? Dex check. Dex check.
2: Although I guess dex save sounds fun, right? Because, like, you are trying to save the airship from damage. So you know what? It's a save.
5: Okay, so let's see. My dex save just went up to plus 8, 13, plus 8, a 21.
2: You excellently pilot the airship to make a graceful touchdown in the water and you find that it does in fact float oh good we hadn't tested that quinn you feel something come over you um okay from from deep within your core you can almost feel taste smell sense the salt water all around you and
4: Mm, salty
2: i would like for you to make me a charisma saving throw
4: oh this is great not as great as it should have been but a 14. it's good enough i was really just fishing
2: for you know the inevitable crit failure but it's not happening right now you, f- you almost, you-, you hear, like, something, you wish you could make it out, but it's almost as if, like, something is whispering to you, like, calling to you, and you feel as though you almost have, like, command of the waters around you.
4: Do my eyes roll in the back of no. my head?
2: You feel very connected. i feeling like storm
4: for a you moment. Feel ve- no, 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 oh. You feel very no but you
2: feel very connected to the sea in which now this airship rests. Okay. Um, you are currently below decks, right? Because you're at the helm, with with that with zero. However, um, there you, you, you know, if if you wanted to explore this further, I would implore you to go above decks so that you could be actually out in in the open with the
4: sea sure yeah i'm going to i'm going to climb up onto the deck mm-hmm. um i think it draws me i would assume mm-hmm. the what wa- uh, yes kind of more out in the open
2: exactly and so the, wa- um, the waters themselves around the ship are wild and untamed yeah. especially from the touchdown like while it was graceful they you know the waters were deserved disturbed quite a bit with the just the speed at which the airship had descended and landed on it so you have quite a wake in your path but like you're kind of going against the waves and, like, the, the normal motion of the ocean right now, as they say.
4: <laughs> Immediately thinking of a song. I've heard that
3: song several times recently. For, I think we're talking about the same song, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you and me, baby. Oh, my God. nothing but mammals. All right. Um, so, uh, I, I would, so, as he climbs up onto the deck... Um, I feel like it's almost like the, the air around me just kind of like surges. Mm-hmm. and my initial thought is just to, um, to to will myself forward. So with the boat, I want to somehow go forward through the raging. That waters.
2: feeling is that possible? That feeling is enough that you f- see the wake of the ship itself behind you raise up and begin propelling the airship forward in the sea. As if the seas themselves are rising up to push you to your destination.
4: So we're motorboating?
2: Yeah, more or less. But you guys are going at a tremendous speed.
4: Do I feel any sort of, like, pressure or... Like is this like draining me or is this like giving me more energy? You know,
2: it's hard cuz right now I think that you are so focused on just your concentration and you're tuning into the sea that we'll have to see when you get when you get to shore. Okay? Fair I enough. did not mean to make so many sea puns there just by saying sea a lot, but that was not intended. I can't take credit for them. You know, I don't need my ulti- my audience getting salty. Because I'm just making puns up where they don't belong. You know what I'm saying?
0: Sure.
2: (laughs) You guys are awful. (laughs) Listen, Zach Zach
4: may not be here, but we can still pun all day. We can still
2: ride this pun train straight into the ground. Speaking of running things into the ground. Zach might not be here. Zach is here. In our hearts, yes. Uh, And speaking of running things into the ground, when you look behind you as the lighthouse fades into the (laughs) distance, you actually see it from the base collapse entirely into itself.
5: I didn't do it. You started it, DM Dave. (laughs) It just
3: clams right up,
5: eh? Hey.
2: Hey! There it is. So, I will say that what would have taken you probably a good day's journey at the speed you were going you make, within, maybe, the matter a matter of hours, um, find yourselves ashore in Ardwald. The seas literally push you straight up onto the beach, not far from the docks.
0: And you, hey, did you Notice uh, something about the- it Seems like that should have taken us longer.
4: Captain, uh, what, what'd you do? Did that take you hours to realize?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did kind of just hand wave a whole bunch of time, but um it's like after after 3 hours yeah, suddenly did, did, you someone, notice someone that Quinn is like someone did yeah, someone didn't crazy someone at the didn't of the ship. Like, <laughs> someone didn't venture above... like we like, we, can, we can probably just address real quick what happened in those like couple hours, but like I am sure at some point someone may have wandered above deck and just saw oh. Quinn with his fucking arms up just like Beating, like oh. right, yeah. <laughs> It was a montage
5: with yackety sax playing in the background the whole time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One other notable thing that happened in this two hours is that somehow, and it, only, it seems like maybe only you guys yourselves as the heroes have noticed that while there was a memorial service for Jed Dim merely hours ago, he's up and about walking on the around the ship. And eventually he reports up to zero during this journey. And you see him like kind of rubbing his hands together. And he goes, oh, zero. Ooh, what are we getting up to today, my friend? Ooh, yeah. What is this? What do we got? What kind of piloting are we doing today? What can you do? I like how he oh, still
3: maintains some of the macho man. <laughs> I'm, feeling,
2: I'm feeling frisky. I'm
5: feeling dangerous all right so um good i'm glad to see you're back on your feet we've got a little bit of danger here uh the danger is that um this is an airship and i have all of my experience in piloting airships and i don't know how to pilot a boat i have no idea how to drive this thing now it's not now that it's nautical and the only person i know who knows how to drive the boat is by every account I've heard, waggling his hands, doing something above decks. Yeah,
2: the ship is literally piloting itself.
4: Well, the sea is. Yeah, piloting Zero me. hasn't caught up to that
5: part right. yet. It's it's the waggling of hands, and he doesn't know what
4: he's doing. Wacky, waveable, inflatable tube man, something like that. Yeah, that too.
2: Mm-hmm. You have a suit. You have a suitcase with that in it. You know
4: i do i know actually you know what i i make that happen next to me like what? i just go samsonite and it just and it opens, pops up and the wacky waveable inflatable tube man is doing that right beside me wonderful i love it's that. a
5: shame you missed a golden opportunity to put it right at the bow of the ship <laughs> yeah, I could
2: just back, see that as right you as back. you guys are like plowing ashore, right? At the, I'm king of the world! Like, the, 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 the airship comes to like a firm halt as the sand from the beach, you know, stops its forward momentum. But still at the front of the ship, unwavering, well, I guess you wavering quite a bit, is the <laughs> is this, you know, that case of inflatable tubes, right? Or the purse of
5: inflatable tubes just
2: just flapping around. And that's how you make maybe an entrance with the,
5: yeah maybe with the sudden stop it kind of slaps against the front of the yeah, ship but then, then it just writes itself
2: tests. again because that's what it does what an entrance man you guys really know how to make an entrance um a bunch of you know the crews of different ships and in, in dock hands and whatnot rush to shore um to help kind of make sure that this doesn't sink back into the sea or you know, checking the ship for damages and trying to help you guys lower the gangplank and, and ladders to get everybody off. Um, some students are coming above decks now with bruises and, you know, a few bumps and scrapes here and there from being thrashed around from, you know, all of the, the, the initial water landing and the, uh, the running aground of the ship. But this, is, by all accounts, everything looks pretty good.
4: How's Quinn feel? How am I feeling?
2: Make a constitution saving throw.
0: Not 20. Of course. course.
2: (laughs) You feel like you've almost unlocked some permanent potential here, as if like this is what you were destined and born to do.
4: I'm king of the world.
2: Well, at least the seas.
4: Oh, there we go. The what?
3: Seven. King of the Sea World. As the uh, as
2: the (laughs) as the airship is getting unloaded, um, you know, it's starting to regain some of its uh, aerial buoyancy. Um, so there, you know, has to be some minor adjustments made to actually because this thing wants to float on its own. So there have to be some minor adjustments made to keep it aground. Not sure if you like there's like an anchor you guys have thrown aboard or something to kind of just, you know, tether it or keep it, you know, from ballast system. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just kind of exactly controlling the ballast to make sure that you guys are yeah. staying at the right altitude.
5: Yeah. I I would say probably a couple of compartments at the back, right next to each other. One being a hold of holding and one being a standard hold. You just move stuff out of one into the other to control your ballast.
2: Yeah. And it looks like there are some minor hull repairs that are going to be needed. Um, there, it does appear that at some point there were some points where maybe some of the automata had grabbed onto the hull of the ship towards the bottom. As you can see that there's like holes punched in and then like almost like a scraping down as they were just flung from that nosedive you had made. Um, but it seems like you guys are safe for now um among the crowd at the you know uh, uh, on shore is a familiar face someone at least some people in this party have interacted with before i think everyone but hedrick honestly or you know because Jarrell probably would have met her at some point in time in his service to baroness anasterian aka captain kip uh but it's boris the well I mean, you guys knew her as Boris the Butcher. You hear her name is now going by Boris the Benevolent these days, or Baroness uh, Baroness the Butcher. <laughs> uh, and she seems to be kind of just helping out with some general things, but maybe she's also looking to kind of just talk to you guys. So that uh, just, you know, what, what are you doing, Boris? I guess, how would you be assisting or, you know, what would you be doing here? And what are you like kind of how are you approaching the situation?
1: Uh, I, I'm, I'm observing and uh, popping a bubblegum cigar.
2: Nice detail. Forgot about that. She did have bubblegum cigars. Just so. observing for now. I'm waiting to be noticed. Mm. Are you like tapping your foot, like patiently, or are you just like...
1: Oh, I look annoyed that I haven't been noticed yet. Oh yes. Mm.
2: Who's gonna be the? I'm tapping my foot,
1: arms crossed, and popping gum. Like, why don't you see me and say hello yet?
0: Um, wow. Hedrick, Hedrick wouldn't recognize her but Fran, would you say that there's any distinguishing feature? I guess Nicole, was there anything just to the naked eye? Would you stand out amongst a crowd on a dock?
1: I, I'm 13 years old and I have hot pink shoelaces I
0: stand out a little bit <laughs> Okay um, In my black leather armor I'm gonna like lean over to Jarel as I'm like ushering some of the students and getting these people and be like, hey, Jarrell, do you recognize that person over there?
3: She looks pissed. Um, Jarrell was like just waking up from his eight-hour required long rests that he's not <laughs> still at one HP or whatever I was left at. <laughs> um, and so he's kind of groggy. Uh, manservant, and uh, Sven and Hans were all taking, pampering him, kind of while he was sleeping. He turns his head slowly and says, "Oh, I, oh, yes, yes, I do know her. I believe that was a... Uh, oh, God, it's Boris the Butcher." Hey
1: guys, how's it going? Quinn, Quinn uh, doesn't notice her
3: at all. Jarrell backs up when he realizes that it's you. <laughs> even even a six foot two, two hundred and fifty pound. Ma- muscle Man Jarrell is, is uh, a little scared of the butcher.
1: <laughs> oh, come on, guys, we're all friends here. I jump in for a
0: hug.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he like cautiously pats the top of your head,
0: and Hedrick is astounded, like eyes wide.
3: How do you know each other? She works for Kip. Do you still work for Kip?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say I'd still kind of... I've I've got my own kind of thing going on now. I'm a Baroness.
3: Oh, I'm a lord. Good to meet you again, then. (laughs) Baroness... I smell my bubblegum
1: cigar and pull out another one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Chain-smoking bubblegum cigar.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you gotta settle down with that, Boris. (laughs) Quinn doesn't notice any of that, and he's actually... um, Greetingslash salutating the students as they get off the ship, um, just reminding them that it was Quinn Southwind and his heroes of Talduria that saved them this time. Quinn, you know at what? all. Quinn, make me a persuasion check. <laughs> On who? The students? Just in general, just make me one. Don't ask.
3: For just the care. world. Just for the world.
4: I mean, luckily, I have really good charisma, because these rolls haven't been that great on my charisma checks, but that is going to be a 16.
2: Okay. Um, I I would say the majority of them definitely feel as though you were their true savior. However, others are praising Zero's crack piloting.
5: Um, Well, only the ones who um, failed the wisdom saving throw.
2: Which was, Speaking of
5: which, which was, as uh, Zero departs the ship with a nice jaunty captain's hat at a rakish angle on his head, all six foot more taller than, uh, you know... And he's trying to describe uh, his build next to Jarel. and you would say that if Jarrell is six foot four, that Zero is six foot more, and he's more 150 pounds.
2: <laughs> right, just this big hulking, like, like metal yeah. and wooden thing. Yes.
5: The build is is as if Terry Crews were about 25% larger and built entirely out of brass and mahogany.
4: I mean, you're wearing a very large white, build, white coat. And you were literally built. So, I mean, yes, yeah, your build is better than I all. what of I said. The mm-hmm.
5: And he is um, carrying in his uh, right hand now uh, his uh, mug of the boss, which still says uh, world's greatest airship pilot. Mm-hmm. And anyone, uh, upon first meeting him and seeing that, would have to uh, succeed on a wisdom saving throw of uh, 15 or better.
2: <laughs> hey, Boris, make a wisdom saving throw.
4: We've all failed
5: already. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: I chose to fail. I just believed him.
5: Me too. 12. I just
4: have shitty wisdom.
5: Yeah. So, uh, yes, on that fail, you do perceive him to actually be the best airship pilot you have ever seen. The world's
2: greatest airship pilot.
1: Zero. Yeah, there's no reason to not believe that. Wow. You must be really good. I've had some
5: practice.
2: Um, Just then, as you guys are kind of making some pleasantries, right, and everyone's gathering around and Quinn is... Trying to make even more adoring fans because he never stops.
4: Um, as many as I can.
2: Someone uh, wearing what appears to be almost like friar's robes and has like that that typical friar haircut with like the you know the bald at the top with the, the ring of hair around it. Um, comes up like looking very frantic, seeing jor departing the uh, airship, and runs straight up to you, jor and says,
6: "Oh Lord, Jor-el, you." Yeah. His Holiness himself, Francis Popeson, the archcleric, would love to speak to you. He has he has a very, very important task and message for you. Uh,
3: Popeson wants to speak to me? Oh, what an yes, honor. His
6: Holiness requests your presence at your earliest convenience.
3: Uh, where is he currently?
6: How oh, he's in the Where are
3: we? Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> well...
6: He's at the private resort at the beach where the summit has been happening.
2: Yes.
3: Are we close to the summit? That's where. Okay, We're just making sure that's where we landed.
2: Yeah, you are in Ardwall, so um, the, this is the summit is still very much happening. All of the world's, mm-hmm. all the Southern Kingdoms' leaders are still here.
3: It's been like a couple months too, huh?
2: I mean, it hasn't been a couple months, but it's been. There have. I would say maybe a at this while. point. Like, days or weeks maybe have passed, but not, I wouldn't say months yet.
3: Okay. Yeah, because we left the, um, the, the you meeting the f- to tri-nation. go. You, you, you,
2: yeah, it took a couple, I think a few days for you guys to reach the Tri-Nation Peninsula just because of certain factors, but, you know, time yeah. passage is irrelevant. I'm sorry, audience, if you're looking for consistency, but we don't have any of that. We're fresh out.
3: We had three missions in between. Yeah. So probably a couple weeks. I think the travel time time has always
2: been something that we just kind of make up as we go. And you know what? Things always take different times. And it always seems to be Thursday when we need it to be.
3: Is it Thursday?
2: Unfortunately, today is not Thursday. Is (laughs) it?
3: Damn it. Darn it. Tomorrow is. He said when we need it to be. Tomorrow is Thursday. Oh, nice. Well, I, I do think that... Uh, so this, per-
4: this is Thursday morning. then. It's pre-Tuesday. Thursday it's pre- Eve. It's pre- Thursday. pre-Thursday. Pre-Thursday. <laughs> Thursday <laughs> Eve. There it is. That's what I was looking for. It's Thursday Junior.
3: In that case, I do believe we should do nothing and make sure that we get breakfast in the morning. Um, okay, so... <laughs> um, do we have... Horses or anything? I don't think we have horse. Do we no, have the horses no with
2: us? No, one really brought you horses. I mean, unless I and I don't think we ever established that there were horses aboard the airship, seeing as how you have a land vehicle that Zero built in there.
3: We own horses. So I wasn't sure if we brought you them do. on the airship with us.
2: No. I believe those horses were left in uh, High The stable Rock? at the keep? Yeah.
3: At High Rock?
2: You guys said sail here, I want to say. I don't remember how we got to Ardwell. No, you guys at the airship here. Your horses have not been seen for a while because you guys have been flying everywhere. <laughs>
5: Who knows where they are? Yeah, they're probably back at the keep somewhere.
3: I would think they're at the Someone
5: keep. Someone is probably taken so we, in
4: there by now. Yeah.
5: We do have people left back at the keep, right? Someone should probably check. There in. are probably the some.
4: The of the intern.
5: The second
3: wave oh, of interns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know.
2: I mean, there's at least a bare-bones staff there keeping up on things. I guess um, whoever is who would be considered the lord of that uh, estate would probably be responsible for making sure that that happens. Um, so I guess you would have to ask the lord of that estate, you know, if they had put any plans in place
4: to have it We should definitely ask him. Kept up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who is it, I wonder?
4: Is it Felix? There's, there's a groundskeeper, Willy. Don't you worry. <laughs> it's a mystery. We'll never actually know. Actually, can, I I feel like whoever the groundskeeper is currently, his name is now Willie.
2: Okay. Yeah, I can be down with that. You are the lord of the estate, after all. And I, I actually call him Billy,
4: and he hates it.
2: I like this, and it's now canon. Someone write it <laughs> down, because I'm not gonna. I'm on it. <laughs> Yeah, the lord of the
5: estate should be keeping track of that
2: shit. Anyways, um the very panicked looking friar fellow is 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 awaiting your your confirmation, Jarell.
3: Um yeah, Jarell is definitely um he, he knows that it's important that they go. Um I feel like he should gather everyone, though. So he's going to go and I guess find Quinn first. A uh, Quinn, Quinn. Uh, you are um, so welcome.
4: You, you are so welcome. Please be, for, for be saved by me any day. Oh, that was just me I talking. I don't believe to
3: you. you've ever saved me, Quinn.
4: He's
2: talking to his <laughs> I wasn't adoring fans.
4: To
3: you. I understand. I'm ignoring you. Um, what was his name? Uh, the Pope's in's title.
2: He is, he is the Supreme the, su- the Supreme Archcleric.
3: Okay. Uh, Quinn, uh, I've been invited to a meeting with the Supreme Archcleric. Uh, it seems quite important. Would you like to be involved? Oh, important? Of course. Of course. Uh, it seems like when you are the only... Go? I feel we should go now. You're one of the only ones I see. Uh, Hedrick, I suppose you're here.
0: Yeah, thanks for noticing me, dude.
3: <laughs> I've been invited to a very important meeting. Would you like to come?
0: Uh, sure, Boris. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think I introduced myself. Um, how you doing, Hedrick? Uh, that totally makes sense. What are you doing? Are you just hanging around? I mean, we're gonna go to this thing. You want to come?
1: I'm here for the summit anyway, so I might as well come with you. Yeah, I can, you know, tag
0: along.
4: All right, let's uh, let's get the helmsman. Where's that girl best helmet? A, did you just invite a 13 year old girl that you just met? She just Ooh. told me she was a
0: baroness and she gave Jarrell a big huge hug in front of me. So I buy it. She's a friend. Okay, I've been with yes. you guys. I've been with you long enough. I okay. give
1: Captain Quinn a dirty look and hand Hedrick a bubblegum cigar.
3: Well, thank you, little lady. <laughs> bubblegum cigar adds plus one to charisma. <laughs>
0: Not like I need
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now knowing knowing that um, Jarell is going to be meeting with with the arch cleric, um, he's going to collect like all the holy things that he has, especially the helmet. The helmet, um, his sigils, all all those other things that are, like, just to make sure that when he gets to this meeting,
6: as holy as humanly possible.
2: Right, I mean, you're about to present yourself to his holiness. Right.
3: Um, and as um, he's gathering his things in his helmet, something clicks in his head, and he remembers Zero is Valen's avatar of war um and it being wartime marches off to find zero uh i'm not sure where zero would be at this exact moment
5: he may have disembarked by now y- he yeah he's disembarked he's kind of uh doing some walk arounds uh around the area but he, he's not gonna be hard to find i mean kind of sticks out a
0: little bit
3: okay uh so yeah gerald just immediately catches up to him and says uh zero uh, I have a meeting and it, it, it seems like an important meeting it's I'm with the arch cleric Popeson um you being Valen's avatar of war I feel like you would be uh, important to this meeting representing our lord her, herself our lady whatever we...
5: <laughs> it sounds like a good idea but um just just between the two of us who really knows outside of our little uh, our little circle
3: I told Boris the Butcher.
5: Okay. I have the distinct feeling that uh that our Pope Mayor he's going to have one of two reactions here. Maybe we keep this one to ourselves, but I'm I, I would be happy to accompany you regardless.
3: Um Jarl, thinks it. nothing of uh Zero's suspicions of Pope Sin, he is the arch-cleric, he is, uh, you know, yeah, Jarel right. doesn't he's buy the into you his suspicion.
2: Yeah, you greatly admire and respect right. this person. He brought you up, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. as a young paladin in the ranks, took you in when your father died in glorious battle.
3: So yeah, that comment kind of goes one ear and out the other with Jarl. He He's <clears> kind <throat> of like, <throat> yeah. he's still fidgeting around with the helmet to make sure it still fits.
0: We, we can't forget that we didn't we didn't retrieve Dr. Hines. I mean, I don't know what the Omega Project's going to have to say to us when they find out we brought a whole bunch of people back, except the one they asked for. We
3: saved okay. like 300. That uh, sort
5: of thing happens
3: at least once a week with them. The uh, scientist mortality rate.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it may be worth checking in on that. It is up to you guys, I guess, what... Or how you approach this, you know. There were also those those um, boys you had rescued from the Trinational Peninsula, um, but mm-hmm. it, it appears you've beat the rescue flotilla to shore. So you are the oh, first sure. to arrive back from the Trinational Peninsula
3: with all the students,
2: even though they had a head start. So where's I guess where's the next? Oh, place welcome. You're moving to? Are you? going to find the um, Supreme Arch Cleric, or are you going to check in with Chief Executive? By the way, Nicole, just to fill you in, the leader of the Omega Project, his first name is Chief, his last name is Executive.
5: And uh, Chief Executive sounds just like Diamond Joe Quimby.
0: (laughs) You could tell Hedrick's hesitation, and he's kind of leaning towards Ja'Rell to follow this friar, because uh, we failed to bring back Dr. Hines, and... He told all those people on the island of Legradex that he'd have them out of there in a jiffy, but he left them all and only took the students. And then the tower collapsed. So he feels a little bad about that, too.
2: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of time to think, unfortunately, in that moment.
0: Yeah, and he felt like, you know, being a hero has its ups and downs.
2: Yeah, it's that, it's, it's the whole, right? The, the, the rail car and the two tracks right
5: yeah not to mention i mean yeah we didn't save the scientist we were sent to but y'all seem to be sleeping on the two that we did bring back
2: exactly uh what were the kids names again flynn and fletcher right because it was supposed to be at peneas anyways yeah but they but again those those survivors have not arrived yet they they probably will be making it here shortly um As they you know are currently being escorted by a fleet of their own but yeah for right now it's you guys are your options are open and i just need someone to provide a little direction as to where we are going as i am just the world over here
3: oh yeah jaral would be as long as we had suitable transportation and we weren't just abandoning 200 students on the beach
2: no there's plenty of there's plenty of people now handling that situation including your own crew of the ship and the interns and other people that you know you've left behind you to, to deal with that situation um
3: i ima- imagine the battle wagon is quite inoperable and not the best mode of transportation for a no not uh, at meeting all of this nature given that it was in battle literally eight hours ago um, and it was still
2: a prototype at that point too so you're, they're still mm-hmm. pulling chunks of automata out from the wheels and wheel wells so it's gonna yeah that's not <laughs> serviceable at this time are, is there when any you say, when you say appropriate transportation are you are you literally saying that you are not willing to go there on foot you are waiting for someone to bring you a horse
1: i mean you know? would i have a vehicle that i would have maybe ridden in to get here in the first place as a baroness some sort well, of lovely carriage situation i uh i mean yeah i guess you tell me baroness I definitely rode up in a lovely carriage, because I'm fancy now. Okay, well there you have it. Hey guys, I got a carriage. I mean, you can just, you know, hop right in. Maybe some of you can hang off the sides. I don't know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it
2: definitely, it sits for normal-sized humans comfortably.
5: Zero looks it up and down, puts a finger up, turns uh, and uh, quickly uh, sort of moves back into the airship. And after what actually sounds like loud banging coming out of the airship, comes out with zero point five.
2: Ah, uh, yes, your um, <laughs> trusty steed. Your trusty yes. steed, the, your mechanical steed. It essentially looks like a headless horse that just. Like, yes, it's is, now yeah. painted
5: red. By the way. What's that? It's now painted red, by the way. Oh yeah, it'll go faster.
3: Yeah. Does it still have the smiley face on it?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the smiley face painted <laughs> on the front where like that
1: little stub where the head's supposed to be. Yep. I grab a bubblegum cigar out of my pocket and stick it to the mouth.
2: Well there you have it. It's now uh, adorned with a bubblegum cigar.
1: Yes. Um yeah, pulling
2: things out of a pocket Lots uh, one charisma. Um, Boris, would you like is there something that you'd any you would like anyone to notice as you're like reaching into what appears to be a uh, leather like chess piece with A shitload of pockets on it
1: it's it's got a shitload of pockets and the the cigars keep coming out of a pocket right here that's that's Uh, right where for our audience uh, right on like my my left chest uh, and the pocket itself is about two inches wide and three inches deep which is nowhere near big enough for the size of the cigars that I keep pulling out of this pocket
2: um you know what everyone make perception checks just to see if you know just for the fun of pocket of holding she, well, no, not necessarily, but you're getting there.
4: We're doing perception. Mm-hmm. Garland, Eleven. a folder. Nine. I'll stay above
2: a 16. We'll notice. Also Seventeen. Perfect. Um,
4: so none of us. As, a, as an editor's
2: note for the audience, or as a sort of a production note for the audience, You know, when Nicole and I were creating the character for Boris, we kind of agreed upon since everyone in the party has at least one or two like magical items. We wanted to try to make sure that we had some things for flavor. So there are some practical things and some just really silly things that will make themselves apparent when the time comes. This is one of them.
0: (laughs) Well, Hedrick notices and he turns and goes, Well, Boris, you are full of surprises and thanks for the lift. You're very welcome. Would you like another cigar? I'd love one, them delicious. Pull
1: another one out of my pocket.
0: You gotta teach me how to blow them bubbles. I'm not as good as you, and you see him try, and it starts slipping out, and he has to catch it with his hands, and he puts it back in. Gross, dude.
1: I, I, spend, I spend two or three minutes trying to teach him how to properly blow a bubble. Um,
3: Is it a dexterity roll? Yeah, I
1: guess...
6: <laughs> like, I I'm guess it would be it would require, I guess it's dexterity. I don't know. What fucking roll you make to so What on about performance?
2: Skills? Sure, so performance. performance. Let's do
0: it. It's all about how you Oh, uh, I like dexterity. Oh, a natural 20.
2: Oh, yeah, you are. Regardless of what you so, rolled there, you're fine.
0: Well, it's like <laughs> You can my blow highest a bubble now. In.
3: You can blow a bubble.
0: Yeah. I'm not trying to outdo Boris by any means, but she shows me, she tells me what to do and how to shape the, my lips, and then it just... Right.
2: What's funnier to I'm me paused, paused right in my face. What's funnier to me is that like y'all are level thirteen. Like y'all are like world renowned adventurers at this point, but <sighs> we're still resorting to like learning how to blow bubbles, right?
0: Like these are this is the skills that you're missing. Yeah. So you cannot blow a bubble with caramel. You cannot blow a bubble with taffy. I imagine finding the right kind of gum for this texture in order to shape a cigar is quite particular. And learning how to work with that medium and actually inflate it, it takes I, it a little learning.
4: Did you just call gum a medium.
0: I get these custom made.
4: By uh, totally comparison, is, is it's a <laughs> chewable, <laughs>
0: chewable candy. Yeah.
3: I, 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 challenge you to not uh, find gum art <laughs> on the internet.
6: I'm sure gum know, sculptures. They twist a, that
3: was like,
1: yeah, one hundred percent As a response to this challenge, I blow a dexterity bubble. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make an elephant with your bubble.
1: <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. And I use a lucky. Oh my god! <laughs> she's burning a lucky point just to do that. Twenty-five.
2: What kind of bubble gum you balloon got. animal do you create?
1: I blow an elephant whose trunk waves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing. Um, Hedrick like gives you like a, a a nod, like he concedes to your talent. <laughs> um, but we are on the carriage. At this point? You
2: are now on the carriage, yes. Alright, so, again, just confirm for me, because there's, there's been a lot of banter, but not a whole lot of decisions. Where are we going? Are we going to see the, the cleric first?
4: Is that some, the plan? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yes. important so meeting.
2: So, yes, the, the carriage rides off down to that sort of private beach at the southern end of the city of Ar- Ardwall, kind of tucked away and, and nestled away in this really beautiful cove, a little bit further away from, you know, the more public use like docks and residential areas. This is definitely, you know, secluded for a reason, seeing as how this is a very high profile thing that's happening. They really want to keep some of the masses, you know, away from these very high profile people that are staying here. So you guys make it back and there's that main complex like I had that I mentioned where like it has this large, you know, um, gathering hall with these beautiful, like large windows that overlook the coast. Um, and as you guys are making your way into that complex, a few things jump out at you. Uh, there's a lot more people here than there were when you left, when you last left. Uh, lots of Omega Project, uh, engineers running around. You can see a lot of rooms in this place have been, have been converted into almost miniature, um, R&D labs. You know, there's not a whole lot of explosions happening here. In fact, there are signs posted everywhere stating that um, under no circumstances should any explosive experiments be conducted on premise. There are offshore labs for that.
5: What's the damn point, then? (laughs) Listen,
2: not all science has to be explosive. But, I mean, you can see lots of schematics. What do Um, you work for? Lots of airship schematics and things like that. You know, they are building that armada based off of the design of the one and only airship that you possess today. Um, You know, some have started to come together. In fact, you can see, you know, you you guys had seen on your way here some of the uh, dry dock areas they had converted into construction platforms for these new airship fleet that that they're building to, you know, eventually bring the fight to the undead. Um, Other things you notice... um, Bear, uh, well, Baroness Anastarian, I think I believe I had mentioned, is not here. You know, she's probably minding and managing affairs in the kingdom of Vesh because the queen herself isn't in attendance. Um, there, there's a few, there's just there's, there's, there's a few like folks of a younger age running around and helping out stuff, like people almost around like Boris's age or younger who are, I mean, you can't really tell what they're doing, but they look busy, you know, moving around, like looking kind of just very intent on wherever they're going. Boris, you know these people, they're yours.
1: I'm casually tossing bubblegum cigars out of my pocket to them as we're going past you,
0: if they're close enough. Boris, uh, who, who are all these uh, children here? They're your people.
1: They are, yeah. That's uh, they, there's uh, kind of an, an, an establishment we've got going on here. You can, you can call it the EOL, but this is the uh, the established orphan line. They, they they help me out a little bit. Uh, I help them out. They've got a place to live, and you know they 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 help me out with some of my my baronessing and my other affairs.
0: Is All are... I love that. Yep. That sounds great. Everybody could use more fans, right? Exactly. Um, did
4: somebody say fans?
0: Oh my god. Uh,
2: one yeah. one of the one. Some, another person uh, dressed in friar-like robes, uh, who sounds almost exactly like the guy you met before, but it looks different. He has a much longer beard. Uh, comes up and it says, "Ah, oh, yes."
6: Lord Jarrell and Company, it is—it is quite fortuitous that you have arrived safely. The, the, the archcleric must speak with you right away, and I am afraid he must speak with you privately.
3: Uh, His is, voices are killing. Does he mean like me? Do uh, You mean me myself alone?
6: Yes, your friends will have to wait in the common area.
3: Now, this here, Warforged with me, uh, is very important. I think the arch-cleric would like to meet him.
6: We shall see, but I have been specifically instructed that this information and situation is for your ears only.
3: Um, Jarrell kind of sheepishly goes with him, leaving Quinn in the common area.
1: <laughs> I try to sneak along and hide and tag along behind them. Oh, make me.
2: You're make gonna come myself. with? I was gonna make, go in I'm gonna go invisible. A, well, okay oh, here we go. Make me a stealth check, <laughs> Boris. <laughs> Boris said it first, so Boris, please make me a stealth check. Oh wait, don't bother. I forgot about reliable talent. You can't roll lower than. She a can't minute. fail. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the sake of doing the stealth check, I rolled a 33.
2: Okay, well, no, literally no <laughs> one sees you leave. Literally no one, especially with all the other young, young folks walking about here. You know, your presence could be easily, you, you know, anywhere. Because that's just what you do. Um, Quinn is going invisible. Because mm-hmm. that's what Quinn does. That is what Quinn Z- does. Zero, what are you doing?
5: Uh, drinking dielectric grease out of the, uh, mug.
2: And taking a seat somewhere <laughs> in the common area where others are gathered. Yeah, I'm
5: chilling out in the common area. I don't mind being common.
0: And Hedrick? Catch my good buddy Zero. Um, he's got his own little bit of rum, you know, and he'll, uh, he'll just start hitting his flask and kind of eyeballing the, uh, you know, the eye candy in the room again, maybe keeping an eye out for Tessa. Mm.
2: Quinn's sister
0: got the hots for her. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, but it didn't Arch- quite end up the way he wanted. I mean, this mm, so... sister. <laughs> so, walking off t- towards the archcleric, we have Jarell with a silent Quinn and Boris in tow, and that is where we will leave you this evening for the Hapless Heroes podcast. But listen, hey friends. Uh, If you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit, uh, just Hapless Heroes Podcast. All of those places you can find sticky posts that will point you to really the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and interact with us on a daily basis. It's where we spend most of our time talking to you. And if you really like us, though, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. All of those things help us grow in the rankings, you know, and make this show bigger and better as we continue to give more and more of your kind words. And hell, we'll even say those kind words right back to you on the air for being a five-star human that you are. But if you really, really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, It's just patreon.com. We have a myriad of rewards ranging from just like a shiny little role in our Discord server to... Um, access to bloopers and other materials from the show on episodes, to even potentially even taking part in the show itself, uh, either by contributing a story arc or being on it. Um,
3: I mean, the golden one is the tasteful nudes. That's yes, really what no, everyone's vying no for. Yeah.
2: No dollar, No one has reached that dollar amount yet.
3: Handing mean, them out there for free. Here you go. Here you go.
2: It's a- <laughs> not tasteful, John.
3: <laughs> oh, with that, with that, no, I'm sorry. I forget sometimes. And if you like us, right now you love us, Sally Fields and the whole deal, uh, go and remember the show uh, BattleBots where they had the robots fight each other? So you're going to make each individual BattleBot based off of a hapless hero's character. Uh, Then you're going to bring them to your local supermarket and just unleash the uh, robots, and see which one wins. And I'm I'm banking on Jarrell because Jarrell usually wins. you
1: supermarket. You can make mine out of a supermarket. It's bubblegum. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs>
2: Amazing. Fantastic. Well, I guess there's not really much for me to do to follow that up besides outro this wonderful cast. So we'll start on my left this time with Dave as Zero. Good evening, everyone. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I'm sneaking into a very important meeting Our wonderful guest Nicole as
0: Boris the Butcher
6: Bye guys Phil
0: as Hedrick the Entertainer Strongly suggest once we get that uh, people mover again you gotta ride on top of that thing It's just bad.
2: And John as Lord Jarrell the Light
3: I feel so very important
2: And I'm Francesco, I was your host and DM We'll see you next week Have a wonderful day, bye bye now
4: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Good bye. Good bye. Okay. Bye.